Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's podcast is Farouk, the founder of Rug Radio. A lot of you listening to this are probably used to pronouncing his name as Farouk, but I also happen to come from a Persian background like Farouk, and that's the correct pronunciation of his name in Persian. This conversation was a lot of fun. It allowed me to dive deeper into the Rug Radio ecosystem and learn more about what they are up to and where they're going especially as they also have a PFP drop coming very soon. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Farouk, the first time I heard about Rock Radio, it was on Overpriced JPEGs very early on, early days when uh, Carly was running that show. And uh, she said about, uh, she said, there's this, this thing called Rock Radio. I'm very excited about it. It's quite interesting what they're doing. Um, and I think she was uh, advising or, you know, working with you closely uh, at the time. She was, she just interviewed us. She really oh, yeah. liked it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, this sounds quite interesting. Then I didn't get into the ecosystem. That was early days. There were so many things going on in the space, you know, in the bull market. Just, there were too many things. It was quite overwhelming. And then over time, I kept hearing about it. And one of the things that uh, kind of stood out for me was that a lot of people had um, opinions about you as a founder, you know, like I, I could hear this quite a lot in the different discords, you know, people are like, oh yeah, Farouk this and, and Farouk that. And sometimes people like, uh, you know, uh, really liked you and some people didn't like you. And, and it always struck me as, um, it's quite interesting how people have a, a strong opinion about founders in the space. Uh, especially when you become, you know, when, when you gain a level of success. And I remember when when I looked at your Twitter uh, account, you had a post about that. I don't know if it's your pinned uh, one or one of the, the ones that I, uh, I, I that really stood out for me was like, you were talking about what it's like to be a founder in this space and, and um, some of the experiences that you've had and the fact that people either really love you or they, they hate you. No. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit about your journey. You know, you're quite young, right? So you mentioned you're yeah, 28. 28, yeah. So so um, tell me a little bit about your your journey, your experience, and how you are dealing with the ups and downs. You know, having gone through uh, the bull market, coming into the bear market. You know, uh, how has that all affected you as a person, or, or impacted you as a person, and how you are coping with all of that? Well, first of all, on opinions, like I genuinely don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. The only opinions to me that matter are the people, my team, my family, the people who are my best friends and work or help me be do better every day, and like our holders and people who are close to us. I, I, I don't, I don't care what a Discord group. Like I never dated, or else I wouldn't be who I am today. Um, and but you know, I think, and it's interesting because everybody has opinions of others until like they have to actually go and do it themselves, like. I always invite anyone who has an opinion on me to come and try and do what I'm doing. And they probably wouldn't last a day, um, you know, and so, or a week or whatever it is. So it's, that's, that's, that's on opinions. I think every founder should like, you know, really think that way. Right. It's like, you have to be open-minded and, and, and open to feedback and criticism, but that doesn't mean that opinions should matter. And like the way, like in like how you actually like try to accomplish your mission. Right. If you have good intentions and you know that your heart's at the right place, that's important. Um, on like being a founder in the space, bear market, bull market. Yeah. I mean, the, Bear market is arguably, in my opinion, the best things happened to me as a founder because it helped shape me. Like losing, you know, getting these unrealized losses and understanding that it's like, or losses, like 
I made wrong investments because I was wrong in the way that like I, you know, thought things would go or like that, uh, you know, or that how much, you know, work had to be put in whatnot, like, like this bear market to me and like being found in a bear market is incredible because it's the time to shine. Like when I saw this bear market opportunity, I was like, yo, see opportunity. I was like, it's an opportunity for me to show people, especially the opinionated that you're talking about, uh, that like, I'm like here to build something cool, meaningful, big, that's going to be around. And I, and, and we've done it like in, in the bear market, there's less noise, there's less tourists, there's less people coming in and out just for this, just for that. And, and it allows us to really like for the cream to rise to the top. So when the bear market, I was like, well, what am I going to do? Let it like just destroy what, what I'm building or like show people that like I'm a force to be reckoned with within the space. And I'm actually trying to build something meaningful uh, that has impact in the Web3 space. So that's, that's, that would be my answer to you. It's like something that's, you know, it's, it's important to be strong and to, and to be able to like double down when, it, when, when needed. You said that in general, you don't care about op uh, opinions, but you do care about your family, your team and your whole, yeah. that resonates with me. You know, I feel the same way. I do. I really care about what our holders think. Uh, you know, I, it's very important for me to uh, explain to them to make sure that they fully understand the vision where we're going, you know, and uh, take into consideration their thoughts, their opinions. Yes. Um, because in this space, we don't necessarily just have audience. I see audience as people who are like outside of your community. They are not your holders. They are like the bigger community. And then the the reason why we sh we use the term holder in this space is because being a holder is different from being a being an audience, being a follower, right? It, being a holder means that you are a stakeholder. Uh, you know that, and that's one of the things that really separates Web two and Web three. So when you try to talk to um, you know uh, other people who are looking from the outside, outside of Web three, coming into the space, how do you explain to them this phenomenon we've got here, like this whole idea of that the fact that we have holders and that and and these holders are essentially stakeholders this is a new phenomenon it's kind of like before social media you didn't have the concept of followers i think it i, I wouldn't like describe like our holders like stakeholders per se because that's one like the on the uh, i think like an, it's essentially in a term but it's like i really categorize them as like really active network participants and like and and when and, and and the beauty between the difference between web three and web two and the beauty of web three is that you really go from being like just a consumer, like whatever, to like an actual participant of a platform that where you can actually get like rewarded for like being an active network participant. It's like whether it's like through us with our token or like through you know let's take the Board of Club like through their airdrops and through different things they're building and like if you've been the holders it's a long time where you're getting all these additional things that just like you know that 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 you know, that that's awesome to get and whatnot. So there's different projects. But I would say like, I, I would say like it has this difference where like you can actually like build a business or build something, a project, right? Without needing what you needed prior. Like you could go out there and like sell an NFT collection, right? And, 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 and say, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z with the funds. This is our plan. And actually like come through with it if people believe in you and will actually help you push it. Right. So I think like the only reason I can't I, I wouldn't like go like saying like I say stakeholder or whatever, because like you don't want people in Web3, like for a long time, like people thought that like owning a doodle, for example, give you equity in the company. 
but it doesn't because then they go and do a raise, right? Or yeah, having, but I guess stakeholder is different from shareholder, right? So if yeah, you're not yeah, no, you're right in that sense. It's like it's like I think like the problem is you know what it is so many like, you have a lot skin of, in the game. Yeah, it, exactly. And like when I even like I, I and the thing is the projects and in my opinion. Well, the most successful right now is the project really managed to get that point across and execute in a way that they managed to show their holders that they actually do have skin in the game. Meaning that in skin game, you and I both know it doesn't mean equity or it doesn't mean ownership. It means like that your participation and your actions within that network actually helps build the broader ecosystem. Like if I'm a peak holder, I'm, I don't own a share of the company, but by using the platform and or adding value to it, then it helps the whole network. Same thing with us, or I think Board Ape did well, like other projects, I've managed to capture it well. It's like by building around the IP of your ape, you're technically like, because you have skin in the game by owning this ape, so you don't own a piece of Yugo Labs, but by building your IP around it and like products, whether it's food or whatever it is, like you manage to bring a broader value to the main ecosystem and network and therefore it keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing like with the compound effect and the network effect as well uh, together. So totally like along those lines. Yeah. So so where do you think this Web3 space is going? You know, we have quite a lot of communities that are, um, you know, that, that have got a few thousand holders and then there are crossovers between these communities. So, so some of them, have got, um, you know, sometimes you see like about 30, 40% of another community in this other community, right? So so people have, uh, uh, it's really interesting to see how people are kind of like going from one community to another and and like um, selling their, their token, buying the, the other one, going in, dip, dipping. And then as you do that, you keep seeing some of the same faces coming up in, in different communities. Um, where do you think this is going? Like, it, it, you know, this is obviously early days. As the space grows, what is it going to look like? Is it going to be like now we are going to go from 10,000 to 20,000 to 30,000 and then and then communities of 30 to 40,000 are going to commingle and kind of go into each other? You know, is that what's going to happen, you think? I think like it's this space is going to keep growing slowly than all at once. Like there's going to be a point and then keep telling people like enjoy these times. We can actually reach out to someone, do a podcast, do an interview, talk to someone and something because like this is going to change. Like there's going to be a point in time where like there's going to be a lot of people in the space and there's going to be so many people. And a lot of people are going to get drowned by it and, a lot, and the, the space is going to look much different. The spectrum is going to look so much different in a year, in three years, in five years, in 10 years than it looks from now. Right. Um, and and so and that's important for people to understand uh, that and to know that now communities, I mean, some of them will grow. I think they will grow exponentially. Uh, and of course, like I, what I like, I'm a fan of communities in, interoperating and working together. Right. Like I think I'm I'm really a fan of that. And like that's why the rug radio ecosystem is technically built for like any community to be able to tap into it and onto it, whether it's through the rewards program, partnerships model, whatever it is. And then that online, hopefully. There's gonna be a million members and membership passes for like work radio people people to be in part of like the content that we're building. So um definitely like I, I'm I'm more like I, you know, I'm more of the of the kind that thinks and that is convinced that like there's gonna be a point in time, there's gonna be this breaking point, and you're gonna feel it. Like where it's like, whoa, what just happened? There's like five million more people in the space, right? Like there was that breaking point where a lot of people came in 2021, people like myself. Grew with parties of like 300,000 followers on Twitter within a year. But that audience is nothing because 
I think there's another 10x to go from there on an audience level size. Like there's going to be a time where it's going to be millions and millions of people involved in the space. It may be new communities, new projects. The next board ape is probably not born yet. The people haven't even joined the space yet. Like it's it's going to look much different as we grow, 100%. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I do appreciate what you said about the fact that now it's so easy for us to jump on each other's podcasts and and. You know, it, everybody seems like just like one to two degrees away from you. It's so, you know, it's been pretty easy, for example, for me. Uh, I, I suppose partly because I already have a following in, in uh, Web2 in, in link, uh, on LinkedIn, et cetera. But, but when I came into Web3, nobody knew me. And within a short amount of time, I've had everybody like from Kevin Rose on my podcast. Not, you, not know, that. to, cool. you know, to to yourself, to uh, Zanka, G-Money, and I built all these Because it's easy to reach out to people, right? Like you so can reach out to a team member that tells me and like, I can have a look and I'm like, oh, I'm seeing this so many person, like they're doing this and that. But there's going to be a point where like, even without wanting it, it's going to be impossible almost to like get to certain people, go to events, they're small. You get to talk to these people, the artists. Fuo is there, Drift is chilling on the side, having a drink. And it's like, that's going to change. So it's like important for people to really cherish that. Yeah, exactly. So um, so uh, it means that as new people come into the space, it's going to become also so much more expensive for them to, to gain those access levels, right? Uh, I think, you know, it's going to be so much harder. So now I wonder what your thoughts are about the investment that's going into the space. And let me try and explain. So, so do you listen to the All In podcast by any chance? Or are you really with I mean, I know of it, but don't. yeah. So, this particular podcast, I I listen to it every week. I know Carly is actually a fan. She mentioned it to me, and then um, I started listening, and and I just became a fan. Um, so basically, it's just these four guys who are um, you know, essentially yeah. uh, uh, VC investors, etc. And yeah. um. A conversation that was uh, on All In podcast last week, actually, when I was listening, was that um, they were saying that, you know, we went through this phase of there was a lot of interest in Web3 that kind of has died down. And now we are going into AI and that, you know, that there's these cycles. But I I think that the Web3 hasn't even started yet. Like, I I think that the Web3... Maybe the Web3 moniker is uh, is not helping, you know, but I can't find a better word for it. It's by far uh, the best thing that I can I can think of how to describe what this space is. But the way I see it is that everything that can be tokenized will be tokenized. And this is really about um, using the power of tokens to create new ways of uh, collaborating and, and uh, working. Uh, 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 together as humans and and better organizing ourselves. And another thing that I see when I look at the space is that um, essentially, let's say if if you think about it on LinkedIn, you have communication between companies. I think in Web three, we're we're build we're going to be building everything based on communities. So so your um, credibility comes from the communities that you are in. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, at least right now, it seems that way. Um, I wonder what you think, you know, like, say, as somebody who's building in this space, if you were listening to these guys, big VCs who are looking into the space and they're saying, yeah, Web3, well, that was a phase, it's, it's finished. And, and like, now we're moving to something else. Uh, what would you say to them? 
up because I was thinking about that. You know, how do we how do we explain to people like that that the Web three space hasn't even started? It's just a term thing. Like people want to coin a term, whatever. But it's just a natural evolution of the internet and the web. Like Web three, then it'll be Web four, then Web five, then Web sixty nine. Like it's just like like it's just a web is getting webbier like it's getting more tied together and now it's like peer-to-peer you know bitcoin and ease and all these things like it's just like the blockchain and technology to layer on top of the internet right now like web 2 mastered how to bring billions of people together on platforms web 3 manages how to reward people for the participation within said platforms and through tokenized communities one like you're saying managed to actually have like skin in the game or ownership over uh, their own IP, their own creations, over their own art, over everything, hence the art boom and you know the digital renaissance that's happening through NFT since two years. It's a few years now, but really started exploding in 2021 after the people sale. Um, you know, to me, like it's it's mostly that it's trying to make people understand that that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. not like it doesn't have to be all that complicated. And the second is gonna be easy to explain to people uh, or to use is gonna be easier to explain to people, but. It's, it ain't all that tough. Like when I explain to people like that and make it, you know, layman's terms, they're like, oh, I get it, right? And so it's just the next evolution of the internet. Like it doesn't matter whether these guys, billions of dollars, believe it or not, like the internet is changing. Like, you know what I mean? And it has changed. Uh, so, you know, it's like, yeah, people talk about chat GPT AI now, that's flavor of the month, but I'm pretty sure NFT people were using AI like a year ago to create art and doing dope stuff. Like, so it's just, you know, to me, it's just like, okay, yeah, sure. Like there was a lot of stuff that was fad, that was bullshit, that was like, you know, cash grabs and whatever, but that's what happens in any industry, like in everything that like, there's always going to be that. And then, you know, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that, um, it doesn't mean that there won't be like, you know, um, an evolution that's going to happen in the internet and that things are actually going to change over time, which is what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you think about, the difference between Web three and Web two, the one of the main things that really separates Web three is um, this idea of um, Internet of Value, right? So we talk about how it's enabling uh, the exchange of the exchange and storing of value in a digital format in a way that was not possible. When we say value, it basically means that it has a, it often has some kind of a monetary value. When we do that, when we talk about anything to do with money, people have got a lot of psychological issues with it. You know, there's there's quite a lot of um, baggage that comes with it. And, and I worry that that baggage is impacting our industry, um, you know, and, and it's impacting the growth of this, um, uh, this Web3 ecosystem. Um, it, it, and it opens up a whole new level of game theory that uh, it, it, we didn't have before. So basically when you think about what is token design, token design or tokenomics is really, it's about game theory. It's about understanding game theory. And that's really not a small thing. You know, if you think about it for, for most of history uh, or, or at least, you know, over the past, you know, decades at least um, with governments, with, uh, with central banks, you have this, system of tokenomics where you have the quantitative easing and quantitative tightening and you you constantly it's kind of like this tab of water and you're constantly you know 
trying to balance it so that a, a specific stream of water is coming out, right? Uh, so, so it's not too much that goes everywhere and, and floods everything. And it's not too little that people are dying of you know, thirst. So, uh, so now, technically, for me, when I look at Web3 space, each community is acting as a central bank, right? In a similar way to a central bank. Uh, but the the the, uh, the complexity is that now all these central banks, you know, are uh, or these community tokens, you know, that they are interacting with each other, and this is creating a new level of complexity that was never there before. So as a founder, um, you know, creating in this space, of course, you've been quite lucky because initially maybe lucky uh, is not the right word, but you know, you created your first token in the bull market, right? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So, so now that we are in the bear market, so uh, how do you see, how do you balance this? How do you tackle the game theory of acting like essentially a, a central bank style, you know, tokenomics, uh, creating these tokenomics for your, for your community? I'm not focused on game theory. Like I'm just okay. focused on, actually adding like utility and like actually building like the ecosystem around the token around the nfts around the DAO. like we're actually focused on delivering product actually focused on like and product can be media it can be tech platform it can be a lot of things right and then uh, the utility could be like is like you know entering the DAO through the rug token or minting your pfp it could be getting rewarded in rug token for like listening to the show it could be rewarded for like that's how you game theorizes is like for liking, sharing different action across different platforms by continuing to reward people, but also like creating things in which they can actually use the token in order to like do things within your ecosystem, right? Like just like how Apecoin is probably going to have like power-ups and like the game that comes out, I assume tomorrow to like, you know, uh, to be able to power up when it comes to your game. So it's just sim similar things. It's more like um, it, what a lot of people don't realize, like, like having like, ERC-721 is, is good, like you have your NFTs, but having ERC-20 as a different level, which is extremely hard to manage. A lot of people just launch tokens for tokens because they don't understand, but like when you launch a token, there's so much more that goes behind it and so much thought that has to go around building an actual ecosystem, like a living, breathing organism around your community. And so it, it and how do you do that? It's by gradually, progressively over time, like adding all the utility, adding, you know, building tools around it, giving people an opportunity to actually you know, use the damn thing for, for, for what it's worth. Right. To, 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 you know, and so it's, um, I think this is what that's mostly like the way I approach it. It's like less game theory and just more actual utility, like actual, like, you know, applications. Uh, you said, so you said that you were launching, uh, you have something new coming up right now. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember yeah. that. Going, yeah. So tell me more about that. So how does it, where where in your ecosystem so you in your ecosystem right now you have a a genesis token and then you have yeah so we have a membership pass of the free mint um and then the membership pass is like the access to the ecosystem to this date like to access to our reward program that launched to access our bounty system that launched on friday to access like rug radio everything we're doing what we're launching you have to have a membership pass and then the membership pass allows you to mint an nft for 0.11 eth on january 11th 2022 so a year ago 
And so that's a that's how you get the token. Like the only way to get the rug token is to yielding the to yielding it via the Genesis NFT. Uh, and then what we got coming and we dropped in the form of like banners because I didn't want to do PFPs. I wanted to show people we're going to reverse engineer it. We're going to build something. Then we'll give the community a face, right? And so now like we're launching Corey Van Lu and Rogue Radio PFP collection, which is super cool, right? Corey's like a blue chip artist, fine artist, been ICA Museum in Miami, sold the bees, and he sold, you know, art to some of the most prominent collectors on Super Rare since 2020. And so um, we're just building like uh, a PFP for people to have, you know, like something because people are proud of like being part of the Rogue Radio ecosystem. Well, I think so. And like people want something to like, I think we need some freshness on the timeline. So why not just drop a, a PFP and then, you know, I understand the aspects of it that people still value brands and projects because they have a PFP and whatnot. So we'll just play into that game. And then, you know, that's, that's all it is. And then we'll, we'll have people, you know, like finally be able to put a face to the voice of Rogue Radio and then um, be able to just build this community even stronger. So that's, that's all it's about. That's all it's for. So the, the PFP, uh, so like, for example, I have a Genesis token. Do I need to go and mint it or uh, do so I get With the Genesis NFT, uh, you've been claiming rug token. And uh, basically what you're going to, what you're going to be able to do is that you're going to be able to claim a PFP on our website for 690 rug. So that's how we're doing it. So 690 rug equals to one PFP for all Genesis holders um, on February 6th. So it's like a 48 hour window uh, for our holders to be able to like, you know, figured out, minted it out and everything. It's going to be very like self-explanatory when it drops, like Snake It Dow are the people that helped us build the original mint for Rug Radio and the Rug Dow and our token and everything. They're very professional. So it's going to be super fun to do this with them again and then, you know, like, you know, mint that. I'm excited. It's fun. I mean, I'm obviously focused on building the brand. In the meantime, like whatever, that's in three weeks. But then when it gets to that, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun moment and we'll have, a, you know, it, it'll yeah. be really exciting for the holders. I'm sure. So, um, so, so, there's quite a lot of complexity. You know, one of the things that we are trying to do quite a lot at Impeak is to explain the whole uh, Web3 ecosystem to people who are coming into the space for, for the first time in mm -hmm. as simple terms as possible. So we've got quite, you know, when you look at uh, the uh, complexity of what you just described for somebody who is not familiar with it from the outside, and even for me, for example, I, I bought uh, one of the Genesis tokens uh, of OpenSea, and I don't even know where to go and see where where do I you said for example that I'm collecting rug where is it where can I find it? It's on our website. So it's that's the thing. Like the beautiful thing about Rug Radio is like we've built it so like everything's like super uh, easy to understand. So you go to rug.fm and it's on the main page, and then like. Uh, like literally on the front page and then the beautiful thing we've built which is sick it's called the wiki so it's wiki wiki.rug.fm it's literally like everything about rug radio it's like our bible from the introduction to the pfp to the team financials tokenomics rewards program creators show schedule what's rug dao what's the council what's their frameworks faq partnerships media kit our brands like everything's there so every time someone asks me anything about Rug Radio, I'm like, go there. And we'll also have a video series coming out this week where like it's Rug Radio explained to everyone. And so I just do it like that because that way I can just like direct them that way. And I understand it's it's more complicated for people, but like you need a central place where like people just educate themselves and see everything about Rug Radio. So that's what I do. And like everything we do, we try to make it like put in front of people's faces. Like, oh, you want to know how to do Tommy? I didn't know I get Rug Token. Where do I go and get it? Well, mm -hmm. Rug.fm. On the front page, it literally says, um, it says, um, it says claim rock token. 
So someone like you, obviously, you know how things work a bit. It's like, yeah. okay, so let me go on the website. Oh, let me click on Claim Rock Token. Oh, it says connect your wallet. I know how to do that. I'm connecting my wallet. Oh, wow, I have these tokens. Boom. Just every time it's like, you have to make it like extremely compl um, complicated. You have to make it like extremely very simple for, for people. You have to make it seamless. You have to make it so people actually understand like what they're using. Now that takes a while, right? But if you manage to do it properly, that I think you're setting yourself up for success because it's like easier to like educate people on like how like everything works within your ecosystem. So, um, uh, so, so is is the a rock radio uh, or is the rock token built on Ethereum? Uh, everything. So yeah, we're an Ethereum company. So everything is on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, RNFTs or tokens. So is it quite expensive to, um, uh, let's say, for example, to claim it, to buy it, to uh, what, how does it work? To claim what, what's to claim it. Yeah. It's just gas fees when you claim. Like when you go on the claim, you have to obviously take do the gas fees because that's how the the you know how it is. So like you have to claim it, but like you don't have to pay anything to like claim it or anything. It's yielded to your to your to your NFT every day. So like if you have a like a, a standard rug, you're getting five tokens per day every day for for five years, um, and you can just go and claim it anytime you want. Like you don't have to actually go and claim it so that's literally the best way which is really cool and fun and easy to you know um to, to do it on eth so so tell me a little bit more about the tokenomics of the uh the rock token i, I want to try and better understand it especially because we are developing uh, you know our token down the line uh at the end of this year hopefully early next year um so uh i'd love to understand better so you said that when you get your token you are um you're you're earning rug tokens for five years since mm -hmm. since the mint right so if somebody goes and buys it uh off uh so let's say for example if i bought my token eight months or uh nine months or whatever after it was minted mm -hmm. uh, it means the person who had it before me that person has already accumulated a certain amount yep. of rug, right? But yep. if they didn't, what if they didn't claim it, right? So if they didn't claim it. The next it, person gets to claim it. Like if you buy a rug, like it's, some of them already have rug token in them that people don't claim. Okay. So sometimes, but there's snipers out there. Like there's always people like looking every day to like which rugs are being claimed, whatever. Like there's people who like literally like buy rug radio NFTs like based on like whether or not they come with a bunch of claimed rug and why not. So, and how, yeah. do you, how do I check it? Right. Uh, so, so it's all in the same. Um, so when you go on rug.fm, the claim checker, um, to claim how many rug you have, like literally like you can rug, uh, claim your rug token. And then, uh, what's fun is that you can, um, you know, you can also see like there's an ID checker and you can just put the ID of the rug, like the Genesis NFT, and then like see like how much rug there is in the client in the NFT. Okay, that's interesting. So let me figure this out. Uh, by the way, I really like the uh, the art uh, because I know you're Persian. I'm Persian. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> you already know. You know, it's the Persian rugs. I love Persian rugs. I'm a yeah. big fan. I'm like, actually like love rugs. You know what I mean? Like I actually love like the beautiful rugs. It's art, right? So it was a good idea. To I remember I read somewhere that was so funny. Somebody had written this terrible article about i think it's one of your old maybe staff members or something yeah and he, and he had written that oh yeah like the fact that the name of the radio is rug radio like he was trying to like connect that to the idea of you know i was like dude this guy is persian you don't understand like <laughs> persian rugs are like such a big part of our 
our cultures. Like, like educate yourself for a second. Yeah, and and of course the uh, you know, as somebody who comes from that background, I, I know that, and and I was like, uh, you know, you're just um, not realizing the importance of this, and and I really like that you brought that in into the um, you know, into the uh, into what of course, doing. of course, we did. Like, come on, you know, like <laughs> rugs are important. <laughs> So tell me, where did you find it? I'm just, I'm just trying to log in. No, you're actually I checked. I found it. You have 365 unclaimed rock tokens in there. So will I have enough to get my? The thing with so when it comes to like getting rock radio outside of our like our our own ecosystem and whatnot is that you there is like well, within our ecosystem there is a rewards program. Like the other day, for example, for the people who were listening live to our town hall on Friday, we gave 69 rug tokens. To, within 30 minute window to anyone who was in live so it's super cool so it's like list it's like listen to earn like within like within the ecosystem live like even tomorrow morning for my morning show and every morning from here forward you can earn like four rug token for listing live so let's say like you have three weeks left five days a week of a show you can still get like 20 rug token per week on top of that so that's 60 in three weeks and you're already yelling 100 so that's on top of that and then whatever's outside though like when it comes to like liquidity pools, Uniswap, yada, 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 like the trading side of it, we have nothing to do with it because we're actually legally binded. We're like, we're not allowed. Um, we're not allowed to like partake in anything with regards to like providing liquidity to a token uh, with regard. And that's important for anyone that's like launching an ERC-20. Like you have to be very careful with those things. Like literally today I had an hour and a half call with like, um, with with someone who's like an expert attorney in like anything with regards to tokenomics and tokens and like SEC and that's like, so that's important. Like thankfully. So you're saying that you can't buy the is that what I'm saying? Like, if there is an option and a way to buy the rug token at the moment in the marketplace, myself, like Farouk, or the rug video core team has nothing to do with that or the liquidity pools that are out there. Now, I'm sure there are ways, but we don't like officially support or acknowledge them just for the fact that like we cannot with regards to the law because our token is purely and strictly a utility token that is used in order to like you know, mint different pieces of art like the PFP and or uh, to get into the DAO. But, you know, um, it, there's uh, there's plenty of information out there from plenty of like our followers uh, or holders that like, you know, are are helping other people out. But yeah, definitely like get into the, get in the Discord and like, you know, ask anyone. Yeah. Okay, cool. So so the, the, uh, so it's purely a utility token that is used within the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you have ways of collaborating with other communities? For example... Yeah. You know, on our platform, we are going to build an ecosystem where you can have your own token gated content. And then if somebody doesn't have your token, they could pay a certain amount of tokens to uh, to access that. Right. So do you have a way of collaborating with other communities where they can gain access to your token? That's part of the next steps of what we're going to do. You got to build your own ecosystem infrastructure around your own stuff first. Like, yeah. like a lot of people yeah. think that they can go in like ApeCoin, like it was adopted like this over everything. No, it's it was like big enough like that. So many partners, you know, able to help them like achieve that. Yeah. Um, and it was even the ULabs, like the ApeCoin DAO foundation, right? Mm -hmm. So, but um, yeah, there is many ways like for people to part like participate within our ecosystem. Like our reward store that coming out, like we're gonna you know, be looking for many partners. We want to partner with a lot of people because we want to have a reward store in Rug Token where like it offers you multiple things. So imagine you have a store like where, oh, well, you know, you accumulate X amount of rug, you can get an in-peak in -peak access to this, for example. I'm just naming. Or like you get X amount of rug, well, you get access to like a wrecked guy thing, right? Or like, you know, different things. So you can, that's the next layer on top of the reward store that's being added is like with our partners, like how we can inc incorporate them. And then the Rug Token, 
when you think about it, we're in a decentralized ecosystem, like the whole crypto space. Anyone, anyone can like say, hey, we're accepting rug for this. Like it, like you tomorrow, without my approval, you don't need it. You could say, you know what? We're doing a mint, only rug token. Mm -hmm. So we're doing 50 NFTs, 100 NFTs that give access to Inpeak. It's going to be a thousand rug per NFT or 500 rug per NFT, whatever the fuck you decide, right? And we're allowing it. You can. Like the, it, that's the beautiful thing about building a decentralized ecosystem is that the value that it holds is only as good as the value that participants bring to it. You know what I mean? And that goes back to what you were talking about with me earlier when we started. And so that's the beautiful thing. And so, so definitely like there's so many ways and I'm excited because like we're almost there and like in a couple of months, like by Q2, like we'll be fully ready to like have 50, 100 partners that will be able to like use uh what everything in the tools that we're putting out. So yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. I, I look forward to that because I think we can definitely collaborate. Um, 100%. Of yeah. course, of course, of course, of course. It's really fun because imagine now I can just build something that collaborates with a bunch of other founders and stuff with the ecosystem. Like they don't necessarily want to put out an ERC-20 or token out. Well, like I have, we have incredible general counsel and attorneys. We have an incredible teams. We have incredible <laughs> people around me that help us build everything we're building. But not everybody can either like do it, has access to it, or wants to afford it. And, you know, it's complicated. Yeah. It's a lot of work to build a DAO to build a token to build everything so we're doing it so that hopefully you know other people don't have to and they can just use whatever we're putting out there so yeah so tell me a little bit more about your DAO so is Rug Radio as a whole a DAO or is it a company no it's a DAO it's a Cayman Foundation actually as of December 28th so we're fully like going the decentralized route we call it progressive decentralization of course but because it takes a few years to get to that mm -hmm. um, and so we're, we're really like taking the right steps in order to, you know, build a centralized media ecosystem. So there's no like ink or LLC or fucking infrastructure behind the scenes where like Farouk owns the thing. Like, no, there isn't. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what, uh, why do you think that's uh, important to you? Uh, uh, why do you think that's like, why do you prefer a DAO? Because for example, the way I'm building is that the, the company is a company and then there will be a DAO for the community. But but it but the whole thing can't be a DAO because of uh, you know how fast we want to move and it's like I just think DAOs are quite messy and difficult. Um, That's because no one's actually done it right. Like we're actually proving that wrong. We're like we move fast. Like we build very we build hyper speed at Rug Radio, and we manage to get votes in. We have a thousand DAO holders. We have like three four hundred voters per per vote per round of vote. We have a quorum very high that people participate in. Like. That's I think that's the that's the cool like thing like we could have built a private media company I'm sure and I'm down for it like I, I love these people like I have a lot of friends doing it but like that's not um what uh what's what like interests me in a way right it's like it's I really wanted to build something where like everybody can add value to it and we all build together and like we're actually trying to prove the down model to be true within the NFT space especially with media because mm -hmm. media has to be built in my opinion decentralized and access to education and like entertainment in a way like has to be like really like um in a way like um democratized and for people to be able to really be onboarded into the, the space and to be able to like become these participants that we what we talk about so much that we need so much right so yeah like why the why is like because we wanted to prove that we're actually capable of doing so right i think a lot of DAOs like we actually like took a year 12 whole months to build the DAO 
Like it was launched after six months and then it took another six months to prepare the framework, get a council in, get the foundation ready and came in and everything. It's just that most of these people saw me like weren't actually willing or ready to put the time, commitment, money, also money. It costs a lot of money to go through like the process that we went through for like the foundation. Like it's a lot of money. And so in a time and people and the real world doesn't move as fast as the, as the, as our world. Like it takes time. Like weekends are closed, right? The foundation takes like two months. Like, you know, like to get the paperwork, a check, and this stamp, and that kind of notary, your lawyer, like, you know, so um, yeah, that's why we did it. I think we can prove that the model doesn't, uh, that, you know, the model that was before, like a lot of people didn't like actually put time and effort into it. But again, like, it's also cool to like build the other way where like you have a DAO and then you have the company and then a DAO. But I just really like, for me, Rug Radio just made more sense. Like if it's going to be the voice of Web3, it's going to be a decentralized Web3 media ecosystem. That's the value of it. Um. You know, if not, like there's plenty of other media companies doing it right, like NFT Now and other people that are friends of mine, like, you know, there's a private model with raises and everything and doing good media, but that's not what was like, that's like not what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Personally. But yeah, you, you work with all of them, which is fun. Yeah, no, that's, I think, I think it takes a certain kind of experience, but also personality to be able to, to build it out. It's, uh, it's not easy. Uh, and you know, it's it's a different style of leadership, um, which, you know, so, so if you were going to describe the role of a leader in uh, in a DAO, how would you describe that? How is that different from, uh, let's say, a, a CEO? Like the group of a leader, like the role of a leader within like the space? Within, within a DAO. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everything you do has to go with regards to the interest of the DAO rather than self-interest. Like everything I do, like everything we build, like I always think about how, okay, so how is that going to like add value to the network that we're building, which is the DAO? Like when you hear me talk about the network often, it's like about the rug DAO. And so like, how is this action going to bring value to the DAO? That's like how I think about it. I think that's how you become a leader in that sense. It's like you try to think about, I know it's like a lot of people like, I uh, think that a DAO is just like referred to like maybe this thing that's just communism or whatnot, but it doesn't have to mean it's not like that necessarily. A DAO could be organized, can have, you know, different people in place and whatnot to help it function as long as it's decentralized enough for people to actually have a voice to say and their vote to count and to matter, right? Um, and that everybody can put proposals to it and whatnot. I think being a good re- leader of a DAO is like being able to actually stay true to the ethos and the mission of said DAO, so that doesn't go in a million ways, which what happens a lot, and be able to cons- constantly, constantly bring value back to uh, to the DAO. So I learn every day. It's tough, but I think um, what I've seen so far within our own is that there's many leaders, many voices, many people that are able to like empower themselves through what we're building and add value back to it. I'm going to have an even better answer for you, I'm sure, in a year where like the DAO has reached a certain amount and there's a lot of people and it's really pumping out content and like people can extract, you know, value out of it and also add value back into it. But, you know, um, it's just like little by little, we're like building that out. Yeah, no, certainly. Maybe last question. Does it matter to you whether we go, whether we continue in this bear market or, or go into a bull market? Does it, does it really make much of a difference to you? No, the, the market's fine. Uh, like whichever way it goes. I mean, of course we want to bull, we want 
price go up. All these things great. I'm sure it's gonna happen at some point, whether it's in the year, two years, three years, five years, it doesn't matter. We'll be here. Um, but what's next is just like pretty much everything we've talked about with you, like whether it's the short term, the PFP coming out, longer term, they're really having a whole rewards program set up where we can actually, you know, reward people for participating within our content. More creators, like my full focus is creators, 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 right? I love being able to have shows across the globe, 24-7, different languages and empower people. Like even people like you, like how do we add someone? Like how do we like help someone that's building a cool business like with what we're doing? Like just things like that. Like that's what I always think about. It's like how do we actually like interoperate within the space, right? I think too many people are so focused on like being, trying to build something that's bigger than everybody else. We're like, I'm just trying to build something so big that everybody else is going to try to like work together and like build with it on top of it thanks to it, whatever way, right? So just how I see it, it's like this network effect. So a lot of exciting things. I think Rug Radio is just exciting every week. It's like week after week, it's like bang, bang, bang. It's all a bunch of good stuff, but it's just everything I said in the last hour, but like layers, layers, layers on top of it for the rest of the year. That's all it's going to be. It's like just adding layers on top of what we're, with the structure we've built for the last year. Yeah, definitely. So what drives you, Farrell? Last question. What, what, why are you passionate about this? I mean, I love this stuff. I've been doing this for so long. Like, I've been doing media for, I don't know, I started social media early on when I was 12. Uh, I've been, I, I think I'm doing, I started my business at like 18, something like that. Uh, so I've been doing it for 10 years now. Uh, I'm just really passionate about it. I always wanted to change the world as a kid, which is funny. And I always thought I had a voice, but I also always wanted to help people like find their own voices. And so that was always a mission of mine um, through the years. And so um, it's just been like a blast, like just, be part of a change, be part of history on chain and like, you know, building this like company here with Rug Radio, this project, this ecosystem where it's like my legacy is going to be on chain forever and where I like to think that we're adding value in, to this world and just that's what drives me. It's just like the fun, the degen side, the like serious side, like all of it. It's like so motivating. It's like, wow, like, you know, like I can actually build this thing online through this camera my mic and got my monitors like i you know i can really like build something meaningful and people love it so it's fun awesome awesome well thank you so much for all your hard work and uh i look forward to seeing what comes next and getting my pfp yes thank you i appreciate you thank you so much remember to come in discord and chit chat with us that way we can help you out yeah definitely i'll do that i hope you enjoyed this conversation with farrow be sure to stay on the lookout for their PFP drop and get involved. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show.